Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've come to the end of another fantastic World Cup tournament, which also means it's the end of It Will Go To Penalties World Cup podcasts for another four years. We've all felt the highs and lows. In fact, as an England fan, what were the highs? Gerald's early goal against the USA? Defoe's volley? Literally nothing else good to talk about. Our guests over the tournament had lots to talk about, though. Presenters, guests and listeners alike have voted for their favourite bits of the last 15 shows. 15, eh? <laughs> Some of the time it felt like 50 shows, didn't it? So why don't you pour yourself a drink, sit back and relax, and listen to the best of It Will Go To Penalties. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Gotta get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. There's really nothing to it. Absolutely nothing to it. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. You gotta get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Get the ball and put it in the goal. Do it, England, do it. Come on, England. It's funny listening back to the early optimism of us English. We almost played with Germany's Henning Venn when he guested on our first show. We were right about the England defence, but not about Capello. So uh, well, let's have a look at uh, let's have a talk about uh, the England squad because mm. I know people have already been coming on talking about mm. uh, is it too late to replace uh, Upson <laughs> and Dawson? Can we lobby? Can we march on the FA with lit torches like Frankenstein's yeah, but, castle? But, but Upson or Dawson, whoever he chose, you know, unless. There's a suspension and an injury or whatever yeah. to King, which is, you know, pop. There's they're not, they're not, not going to play, are they? They're not going to play. I mean, Rio, I think, is the one not really on... on neither of them are, are they? No. You know, the defence, again, worries me. You look at the, you look at the goalie in the defence, you don't go, is that a defence that's going to win a World Cup? You go, well, as long as Rooney bangs in the goals. And again, up front as well, you look at it, you take Rooney out of the equation, we look very average. I mean, just, that's, that's my worry. I mean, we're a wonderful nation, don't get me wrong, but we are just idiot optimists, aren't we? I mean, yeah. a, there was a new survey today. The, the good people at the Oxford Research Agency uh, spoke to 1,200 uh, football supporters. Six out of ten England fans believe the three Lions can win the World Cup, they said. Uh, yeah, based on what exactly? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course they can because they're in the competition. Yeah, it, it, we got Capello. We got Capello. We have got a great, manager, and I think that's, that's a man who can change change tactics in a game, which we didn't do with Ericsson We all look, look back at the uh, well, obviously four years ago was the whole you know the Rooney, the Portugal, the uh, penalty shootout, another yeah. penalty shootout. Before that, Ericsson going a goal up against Brazil, and we sat back. You know, when they were there for the taking, though, after that. I think it was Owen the first goal, wasn't it? They were there for the taking. We didn't, you know, we've been, we've been close. You know, 1990, yeah. obviously, as well. Um, hopefully, they've spent a lot of money on this manager, Capello. 
um, hopefully he's going to make the difference. Yeah. I, mean, I, think he, I think he'll be bold. Bold managers generally uh, do well. Yeah. Mourinho's a pretty bold manager and he's not yeah. done so bad. And I think that Capello's a bit like that. You mm. know, he won't just... And we all that image of... of um, of um, Ericsson sitting on his hands going, Teddy! Teddy! In that game, I mean, that all haunt him. I mean, it was a dis- I mean, there's a story, Stuart Pearce tells a story of, I think it was the first game against Andorra, yeah. came in at half time, and uh, it was nil nil, and uh, he said to Stuart Pearce, uh, Capello, well, what would you do now? He'd said, well, I'd have a word with him, you know, get into him, he said, but I'd just give it 10 minutes. And he nodded and went into the dressing room and he said, you and you off, you and you on. So there he was, his second in command. He mm. kind of took it, but he had no interest in really taking his opinion. <laughs> it was his call. He's the man in charge. And I think he'll do that. I think he'll be bold. Yeah. And we need that. I think you need that at a tournament. Sam Delaney told the first salacious story of the series. How ironic as new salacious gossip about the present team gets louder and louder. Speaking, of, speaking of wags, in my capacity as a Heat magazine yeah. editor in my spare time, I did think I'd throw in a couple of bits of gossip, t- teasing gossip uh, surrounding the wag phenomena for our listeners to perhaps speculate upon and um, come up with ideas as to who it was a reference to. Two great stories, of course, coming out of the great wag World Cup um, last time round. Which England player, after being issued with his official World Cup kit which involves the tracksuit with your name embroidered on it and your England caps and your England blazer that you have to wear to all official events. Um, It was brought to his hotel room in Baden-Baden. It was left on his bed. He was busy having a shower when his father, because of course in Baden-Baden the big mistake Sven made was let all the families as well as the wags come. Now some of the families of of the players in that squad were not the most... They're not the kind of neighbours you might have liked. You know, they were they were kind of they were rough. R- few few families Jeremy were rough around the edges. Kind of Jeremy Carl mm. candidates. Some of these families. Uh, the dad turns up in the room. The son, his international uh, footballer son, is in the show. He says, "Make yourself at home, dad." When he comes out of the show, the dad's gone. So is his official England kit. Wow. He's a bit worried because he's got to go to training. And he's expected to turn up at training yes. in his England kit. When he turns up, he's just wearing his normal civ- civilian. Uh, tracksuit. He's wearing just a, a couple of kind of generic tracksuit bottoms and t-shirt. So Sven or Tall Grip or whatever have gone to him. Listen, where, where's your gear? You've got to turn up in the proper gear, mate. He says, "Sorry, my dad's taken it." They're out on the streets of Baden-Baden that evening. And there's a couple of scallies walking down the street bragging about the fact that this player's dad came out and flogged it to him for twenty quid. So the dad was stealing off his own son and selling the merchandise. But which dad and which player was it? How many? How many Liverpool players were at the last World Cup? Oh, the, what a cruel and unnecessary stereotype okay i'll give you one more and this is the worst one this is the worst one this is awful i can almost i can hardly bring myself to say it but i'm going to there are two families in particular who are still involved in the england squad one most people would say are regardless of football pretty much the worst family in the south of england the other one, inside any industry, whether it was football or anything else, are pretty much the worst family in the north of England. When they came together in Baden-Baden in 2006, it was Moida. This is how it culminated. One international footballer's mother disappeared. No one knew where she was. Everyone was so drunk, they all got lost. Another international player's brother disappeared. Ah, oh, maybe he's gone to bed. He'd had a few drinks. Few of them, the wags, few players, stand around the lobby. It's 2am in the morning. Sven and Todd have long since gone to bed. They literally couldn't care less what the players got up to on a match night. The lift doors open. 
the brothers having it off with the mother in the lift. In the lift? Yeah. That has hung over that England squad ever since. Are, the, are both Be- players still involved? They're both still involved. I don't know. Well, so one of those players' brothers has unfortunately done the sex publicly in the lift to one of the other players' mothers. When they meet up for training now, it's a bit awkward. So sometimes when I see those players not really... They talk about us not passing to each other and not having that poetry and yes, that kind yes. of coordination on the write field. Down, write them down, write them down. That the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, you write the players down uh, and I will I either nod or shake my head. <laughs> at times the guests were at each other. Listen back to Keith Mad Dog Dover and James Brown. Now, it's been a difficult week for England. Very difficult I week. I don't think it has, you know. Well, you said that in the build. I don't think it's been a difficult week at all. Okay, well, the media right. are trying. Let's yeah. just put that another way. The media, which, I mean, none of us got anything to do with the media, but let's cast them in the role of villains. They're making out it's a difficult week. I think it is a difficult week. Yeah. I don't, well, are you Christian by any chance? You seem to be very uh, <laughs> happy. I mean, we drew 1 1 against the Yanks. <laughs> it's just. Hang on a minute. We've got to play the Algerians. That's not exactly in the bag, is it? Then we've got to play the uh, the Romans, Slovenia, right? That ain't going to be a, <laughs> going to be a piece of cake, is it? <laughs> Which, actually, you would have thought when that Slovenia and Algeria played each other, there would have been a dogfight there somewhere involved. But I tell you what, I bet those townships are getting their tarmac drive. Uh, you know, their, or their drive's tarmac, even, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, the thing is, you're talking about the media... I'm, I'm like this with Big Brother. You hear people moaning about Big Brother. Just don't watch it. Don't read the Daily Star. Don't look at Heat. Don't look at any of yeah. magazines. Don't, so saying, don't read it. Don't if read you, it. Don't read that if rubbish. You, I haven't seen any response in any of the papers or on any television programmes or on any radio show about the match on Saturday. And I felt all right because the expectations are so high. We go into this tournament and all our expectations go out the window. We either think we're going to be appalling yeah. or mm-hmm. we think we're going to win it. Our expectations should be like Everton. Everton are never going to win the Premiership in the current climate. They're going to do seven, six, maybe fourth if they have a good season. And that's it. And that's what we are, England. We've only been in the semi-finals twice since 19, early 1960s. What teams have surprised you? What teams do you think, hang on, ooh, if we get Well, there, Germany we were a surprise. No one yeah. expected them to be that good. A lot of people have been talking mm. down Germany like they have France and Italy. Yeah, but it happens every Yeah, well, exactly. Go, oh, you know what's the feel, right? Then, uh, Did you great. actually watch the Australian team? Huh. Yeah, they were rubbish. They were absolutely yeah, and, uh, shit. And I was talking to somebody who was going, oh, they're as good as the Americans. So, no, you know, no, It's not true. If you actually no look at the American teams, nearly every single one of those players plays in Serie A or the Bundesliga yeah, or, or the Premiership. A lot of those Australians have just come in off sheep farms. Yeah, They've had to well, sew up their sleeves because <laughs> their main sport is, you know, the one where they fight around and fight. Yeah, yeah, Aussie rules, Many yeah. of them so don't actually do thing. sport on land. They're on a piece of wood That's on right. the waves. So to be yeah. fair, it's not like the Australian team before. There's no Viduka, there was no Kewell. And the ones that are left are very old. They were. Mm. Yeah. They're very they're shit. There's only ten of them. There's only ten of them. There's only ten of them. Yeah, they were, pre- they were pretty shit off. when they had eleven, yeah. To be fair, you know No, I agree, but I because what I think is the first games are always deceptive. Do you remember Italian ninety? I watched Cameroon this afternoon and everyone's yeah. going on oh, about yeah, Do you remember right. in Italian ninety? Cameroon they beat awful, Argentina in the first game. In the first game, yeah. Argentina lost to Cameroon. It was the biggest yeah. shock in the history of the World Cup, probably, certainly since England lost to America. And Argentina got to the final. You know, that, the first I, I game is always, quite can always be deceptive. Yeah, they'll be all right. Yeah, but, can, no, but Cameroon only came alive in the last f- four minutes. And you think, well, yeah. why don't you play like that? No, the, I thought they yeah. looked quite a lively game. That was what I, I, I think it you are a Christian. <laughs> a lively game. My, me and my cat were barely keeping awake now for the voo right? 
a lively game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God, thank he, God for the Boobazalas. Oh, oh, What's about this Boobazala business? What about the What group are they in? Boobazalas. Right, so horrible. What about banning them? Are you for banning them or keeping them? Look, you can't ban them. You can't turn around. You can't ban them. But Set Blatter's come out and said you can't. This is the only sensible thing Set Blatter's ever said. He said we cannot ban the Boobazalas because you can't turn up in someone's country, have a World Cup there, and say. I know you always do this when you go to football, but we've decided we don't like that it. That is exactly my well, point. Yeah. It is, listen, it's cultural imperialism. Totally. It's, oh, it's, it's like what a load of left-wing cobblers. Hold on, you bleep. agree with him? It is, it is cultural <laughs> imperialism. Just, he's agreeing oh, with you. <laughs> it is cultural imperialism <laughs> to show up. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's like saying, oh, 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 Shammy, oh it's Shammy Chakrabarty's just coming. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, just, you, you know what? You're right. Said you said the same you, thing. What, what do you think? You should, we lock them up or something? No. Put them back on the farm? No. What are you saying? No, but hanging's not set, good. Set hanging's too is, good for them. Birch the bastards. There's two points well, here. Set matter. Totally, totally right. You don't show up in another country and say, we're coming, you've got to do exactly. as we do in Europe. Exactly. You didn't do it in Japan. Yeah. You didn't do it in but America. But you agree with that. You, you, you agree with that, don't you? Yeah, uh, look, I agree you can't turn You can't turn out someone else's no, country no. and say, we're doing it like this but now. No, you can't do that. So we're but all agreed. We're all agreed there, yeah. but it would be nice if you could hang out a leaflet and say, how about turning up at one game without the movie? So now you do want them banned. No, I'm just saying, you could ask and say, how about giving a game a rest without a movie and sing a few songs, see how that goes. You Have you been in a World Cup? Have you been in a World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, and did see? I've been to. I went to the one in France. Yeah, the, went yeah. To the one in Germany. One, yeah. yeah, I never heard anyone singing. Well, I tell you this: oh, I've well, been to a few did, World Cups yeah. too, and yeah. England do sing. And I heard England singing in the England game. It's a question of how loud, how many people sing, and how loud. Yeah. I heard clear as a bell the national anthem in the second. Another half. good thing about these horns is <laughs> I did. I'm not talking should, about the liner. I'm oh, talking about the crowd. Should, I'm talking about yeah. the crowd singing it. They should be actually louder. Then you wouldn't have to listen to people like Jim Beglin. The Oracle, Ashley Blaker, came on the show, but instead of his insightful predictions, seemed more interested musing on the Chinese fans bust in, pretending to be North Korean fans. You know, in both games against Brazil and Portugal, they seem to be able to withstand like an hour. Yeah. And then, yeah. They, and then they go. Yeah, well, they're um, so malnourished by the North Korean know. diet. Yeah, um, with all those dogs, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, no, no, no. They, they wouldn't have brought over freeze-dried... <laughs> Dogs from no, of course they, they have dogs they, in South Africa, surely. You can go out and catch them yeah. yourself. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. They're living in a, they haven't got much money, have they? North Korea, they sort of, they're staying in a really kind of shit hotel, mm. stuff, aren't they? Well, they showed three. Uh, did you see the game? They had um, a six nil. They showed some North Korean supporters. Uh, not the ones, not the ones dressed in red. Well, that, I don't know. That came they, in from China. From China, exactly. So they were these guys who looked very tearful in the front. And I was wondering, are these the Chinese actors? Yes, probably. But what an extraordinary! How role. convincing was the crying? Uh, well, how how what's you know what's your motivation? What's your, yeah yeah yeah? How did they, how do you get into it? It's a, it's a strange. What well, the uh, the professional mourner? Uh, no, the, the yeah the Chinese. The, you the get the Chinese game, actors and you it. say yeah and you say yeah. come on, I want you to pretend to be North Korean. Yeah, yeah. It's What's a, to it? I mean... Yeah, 
There's a, not a great deal of difference. I suppose, uh, I suppose uh, they'll be fairly cheap actors and quite expendable. Um, and they have to be dubbed, of course, like Chinese, you know. Yeah, exactly. They, they hey, you, I support <laughs> yeah. North Korea. That exactly, kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like Mark. Mr. Wong <laughs> says, you close this factory or you in trouble. Exactly, that kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good acting. You, yeah, could be, yeah. you could possibly be a North Korean few, uh, yeah. audience member. Ashley was on a roll. Listen to his suggestion on what FIFA should do at the next World Cup tournament. Uh, Ashley, uh, another thing you wanted to talk about was ways to improve the World Cup. Ways to improve the World Cup. And uh, now, you mentioned this to me yesterday. Will you now repeat for our listeners your idea to improve the well, World I had a Cup? Few ideas. Well, yeah. I, 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 well one of, idea. Are they in bad taste like your previous ideas? No, I, <laughs> I don't think I disagree about this bad taste. I mean, but anyway, I'm, I'm blaming David Moyes. I'm yeah. only repeating what I heard Water, on Radio Five. Right, you know. yeah. uh, no, I just had this idea that a couple of weeks ago when I saw Cambiasso was left out of the Argentina side squad. You know, yeah, and you know he'd be a good player for England. That you should have a 25 man squad. Yeah. And so you get your 23 men, and then you have two jokers in each squad. <laughs> and number one, the first one is a player who was left out of his own country's squad. So you can have someone from another so country get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah. get in. Uh, didn't get in. So, like, yeah. Walcott can now play for play North for Korea. Or <laughs> and then the other one is a, pl- is a player from a country who wasn't, didn't qualify. So Honduras could have Giggs. Ryan Giggs or something yeah, like that, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, Darren Fletcher or something like that. You know. <laughs> um, and and it, the way you do it would be like the American football and, and basketball where they have the draft. The team so that the, finishes lowest Well, no, the, the team pick. with the lowest or highest uh, ranking, depending on right. where you look at it, uh, the, the worst FIFA ranking. Gets the, gets first, the pick. first pick. So Cambiasso uh, so could go I, I to think North Korea. Have North got the first pick. So North Korea would look at it and go, I don't know. I mean, who would they pick? Maybe. Cambiasso. I wonder who would be the best. Well, there's a couple of pick. good Argentinians that didn't go, mm. aren't there? There must be. be interesting, interesting to see. Uh, but then I wondered actually if actually there wasn't a. Um, Rikelme. Rikelme didn't go. Rikelme yeah. didn't yeah. go. Yeah. I wondered if there might actually be a germ of a genuinely serious idea here that you have. Because w- w- with the World Cup, you want to see the best players. Everyone wants to see the best players in the world. Yes. And, and you know, clearly, you know, it was nice to see New Zealand put up a decent fight against Italy. But it they're was. not, they're not, you know, Ryan Nelson is like their most famous player. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I wondered if there was a 33rd team, or, or make the 32nd team... A rest of the world. A rest of the world yeah. team made up of players that of didn't rest. get into their and own countries. A world card team. Yeah. It'd be really interesting. And do the whole tournament for charity, so it'd just be those teams versus well, the rest no, of the world yeah, team. Yeah, no, you could have them in like, as the extra side. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the world. Well, it works in Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah, on, on, you know, on the on the PlayStation, there's the rest of the world. Oh, team. do they do that? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Of the great players that like, over the years, like Ian Rush and people like, who've, who never George Best, Giggsy Best, Giggs, yeah. who never got to play at the World Cup no. because they came from countries under that, your you know, new system. They would they be in can. the rest of the world. There would be yeah. a rest of the world team. Things got even funnier when Paul Whitehouse and Paul Tomkinson and Phil Cornwell joined the show and became our in-house Vuvuzelas. Should we give it a choice? We don't know what's going on. Should we do that? <laughs> how, how, I mean, how would we do that if we wanted to? I've got no idea even no. how to tweet. Well, how to tweet? No, I'm quite... <laughs> Welcome to Bloemfontein for the... Round it's it's good. It's it's good. It's good. As England come out... <laughs> it's a must-win game, Clive. I yeah. don't even know who that was. <laughs> Red card, Rooney! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's gone to penalties. Defoe's missed. Ballack's on the pitch. He's on crutches. Ballack's on the pitch. And he's hit the ball with his crutch. James has gone the wrong way. Capello's put the shackles on. I think that's quite enough, actually. It was a dark night having to record after England got knocked out. The post-mortem truly began. Chris Akabusi let rip. Freedom, that's the thing. That's the word. Freedom and fearlessness. That's the word. Because let's not, let's not kid ourselves. The English players, they're passionate. Yeah. I, I, I hate it when I listen to phone-ins and, and it's, oh, the players play with no passion. No, sportsmen are passionate. It's in your blood. When you go out there, you want to give your best. But if you haven't got the freedom and you're not fearless, and guess what? The older you get the more fearful you become. Mm. If you haven't got the freedom and you're not fearless, of course you're not going to perform. All of a sudden, when you are 33 and you realise the consequence of that 30-metre pass, if it doesn't get to our player and it breaks down and they score, you're not going to be able to do the same sort of thing when you're 19 and you did this at the Cub Scouts when you were 11 and you feel it and you see the moment and you ping the ball and it gets there because you're in the moment. Yeah. You see, so that's the problem, is that we've got an old, ageing, has-been team that's living in the past, not standing, understanding that the past is for reference, not for residence. We can't live in the past. We've got to have a team for the future, and the future is to the youth. The future is for young people. The German team is a young, fearless yeah. team playing with freedom. Well, Germany went with youth. They've done that before, of course, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> big, they've been quite big into youth in the past. Leave it, son. Leave it. I know you say that we should go for youth, but there was a point yesterday when I thought, call for the wild geese. Remember that film with Roger Moore, Richard Harris, Richard Burton? And you kind of felt, yeah. Lineker's there. He's yeah. in the box. Lee Dixon's there. Yeah. Get him on. Shearer, get the wild geese on. We might be able to salvage it. The, the moment, really, the, 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 the moment we'll remember Capello for I mean he's got this two week window now where Sir David Richards mm. Sir David Richards wants two weeks uh, to decide what he's going to do about his future but uh, we got we'll look back and we'll think we need three goals in about 15 minutes I'll bring on Emil Heskey that's, yeah. the, that's the moment we'll all remember isn't it I think Keith Dover up the ramp though with an amazing outburst Look, you know, getting closure on that, the FA have decided, you know, it didn't take them two weeks, but they've decided, of course, to uh, hang on to Fabio Capello. Uh, so he will now take us into Euro 2012. And uh, do you think this is good? All right, uh, Keith, I'll oh, ask you for, What do you think, mate? Well, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about something about England. Go on, mate. Right, I'll tell you. Where are England players now? I'll tell you where they are. They're in a nightclub in Hertfordshire, right? Gulping back Bollinger champagne, sniffing jazz salts off the thighs of young Essex maidens while shouting at waiters saying, get me another swan, this one's burnt. Right, they, <laughs> they couldn't do it for their country. They couldn't do it for themselves. They couldn't get, do it for the orphans holding abandoned puppies. Who were, where are they now? Dead, laying in the street next to the England fans who were trampled to death by fat Germans riding a pig. Right? <laughs> I'm saying it's time to gather into a howling mob, old burning torches, <laughs> and grab hold of some England players. Or maybe we should just roll our eyes and go, cool, I don't know, better luck next year. What do you think? Okay, well, there's the voice of reason. <laughs> I wish you didn't sit on the fence. <laughs> Tell me what you really fit. Uh, the thing with Keith, uh, yeah, I mean, it's all a bit wishy-washy, that. It mate, was right? a bit yeah. liberal, wasn't it? Well, nice one, Keith. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Alex Lowe came out with my personal favourite one-liner of the series. Everything wrong. He's, well, he's, the he's funny thing is, my old, my old gran, who is 89 years old, has been phoning me up, and she was disgusted with England, but she wouldn't hear a word says against Rooney. I think he was fucking until two or three years ago. <laughs> 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 
No, that's awful. What, and then he got a bit old for her? <laughs> so is that it now for another four years? Well, don't despair. It seems that a lot of you out there quite enjoyed this series. So it looks like we may even continue next season with this show, just looking at the Premier League. Let us know which guests you want on the show. And if you happen to be in Manchester United, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, Chelsea, Leeds United or Manchester City fan, you'll have your very own weekly podcast courtesy of Playback Media. Just check out playbackmedia.co.uk just before the new season to get more details on your show. Have a great summer and for the last time, take it away, Simon Paul. Come on, England. Do it, England, do it. Thanks to Audible and Paddy Power for your support of Little Go To Penalties. You can still get your free audio book, Why England Lose, at audible.co.uk slash IGTP. Sports Social Podcast Network.